when they arrive, they'll make their way to the Victoria Concert Hall and Theatre and search for Alan Wu. Alan Wu? Host of The Amazing Race Asia. Ready, set, go! Welcome to the ninth wonderful episode of URT Number, the Amazing Race Asia podcast from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Harmstone, and joining me as always is the Canadian who loves to start a chant of his own country's name wherever he goes, Logan Saunders. Morning. Correct response is, of course, Canada, Canada, Canada. Victory. Although I hear in Quebec they don't have a word for victory. No, they haven't bought it yet for millions of dollars. Yeah. Anyway, we're not allowed to talk about Amazing Race Canada. We got uh, we got told off by Mike off of, off of JK for talking about Amazing Race Canada too much last week. Well, what's what's wrong with the Amazing Race Canada? Wait, they had a whole breakdown of our podcast last week on uh, on Friday show. I think it was a podcast about our podcast. That's very meta of them. It was too much off topicness and too much talk of Amazing Race Canada, and not enough Amazing Race Asia. Okay. We'll only talk about Amazing Race Asia this week, and we won't we won't go off topic. You know, we 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 can be above that. Yeah, that's not happening. So previously, six teams continued racing from Singapore to wonderful Indonesia Bye. after yet another cruel elimination via the salvage pass for Lisa and Nicole. The remaining five teams continued on. Oh, team. Right. I keep forgetting Lisa. They're always there every leg, but not, they're not really there though. You know, in the uh, the big recap. Next week, I'm just going to put Lisa and Nicole in every single week. <laughs> Did you listen to J.K. Mike's uh, elimination uh, thing on the when they did their Facebook chat? They uh, Mike picked Lisa and Nicole as the one team he would race with next time. I didn't hear that, but I saw Rona and Eric's uh, first place chat where they said that um, they ended up saying Lisa and Nicole were a big threat. How would they know? They were eliminated after ten minutes. Uh, because of a luck-based task. How would two out of the final five teams know that Lisa and Nicole would have been big threats? Someone genuinely asked them, which team would you bring back into the finals? And Rona's third choice was Lisa and Nicole. Third choice. Oh, okay. That, that's, that's a bit more understandable. At least it wasn't the absolute first choice. Like, man, that's my go-to or something like that. But they missed out on the perfect opportunity to give a wink-wink nudge-nudge to us. And what, pick Charlotte and Nabila? Oh, damn it, we mentioned Amazing Race Canada. Oh, damn it, Logan. Go sit on the naughty step. So, after another cruel elimination for Lisa and Nicole at the hands of the Salvage Pass, the five remaining teams continued onto Yogyakarta's Goa Jomblong. Teams walked the line at the roadblock, but JK took the fall, forcing him and Mike to the back of the pack. Louisa and Treasury pulled ahead at a memory challenge and won their fourth leg of the race. In a showdown for last place, Yvonne and Chloe and JK and Mike battled, but a wrong turn for JK and Mike sent them home. Wah, wah, wah. And teams must now travel by a 14-hour train ride to Bangiwangi and find a man who will give them some special brew, as well as their next clue. 
You know what my favorite Canadian film is? Strange Brew. I, th- there could have been a great connection here. Coffee Brew, Strange Brew, have McMoranis thrown in here. It would have been great. If it was Amazing Race Canada, they would have done that. Oh, wait. Shit. I just said Amazing Race Canada again, haven't I? Oops. Yeah. And be, be, well, how do you pronounce the town name? Banyuwangi? It's it's the one of the funniest town names ever in Amazing Race history, I think. Banyuwangi, I believe it was. It sounds like a children's game. And I'm pretty sure Special Brew was what Eric and Rona had to drink as part of their speed bump last week. Yeah, just without Carabell urine this time. Hold hold the Carabell urine, you know. Oh, we're trying to expand our we're trying to expand our palate. And another thing that annoyed me about this leg, we saw Eric say that's a lot of money, but not tell us how much of the money was. Oh, it's one of those great uh, untold mysteries. So we just have to speculate. I'm going to guess they were given one dollar. Oh, that he was just being really sarcastic. What if it was one U.S. dollar though? Because they seem to value uh, U.S. dollar a lot more in Amazing Race Asia. I think you'll find it's American. Yeah, at least we didn't make a Amazing Race Canada reference this time. True. Just wait until you start doing your Monty impression again. <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> um, and then Maggie and Perul said the gloves are coming off, but I never saw them wear gloves in the first place, especially given that they didn't really explore any snowy climate. Uh, the season of Amazing Race Asia, so their hands are in the same state as they were uh, over the past eight weeks. Maybe next time. And then uh, we once again get the confessional of them and Eric and Rona targeting uh, Louise and Treasury and that they would definitely use the U-turn. And then we cut to Louise and Treasury saying they refuse to make alliances. Somebody recognized that Amazing Race has always been a social game. And then Yvonne and Chloe were, were mentioned or something. And that was about it for them at the start of this leg. This is the most we've ever seen Yvonne and Chloe. We saw quite a lot of them this week. Uh, I don't think so. I think, that we, I think they actually got more substantial content the past couple weeks. Because they really had nothing to do with all the controversy that goes on this episode. It was just going on and on and on about Chloe's ankle. Probably because that's going to come back to bite them next week. Yeah. Like, in the final three, we know that... Karul is Hindu, Eric and Rona are Mormon, and then we have no idea about Yvonne and Chloe's religious beliefs. Uh, so, we also get to see Chloe do some maths, because she knows that 1 in 11 is a lot less than 1 in 4. So the education system's working in Malaysia. Yep, 25% is indeed greater than, uh, than 9.1%. And just in case Louisa and Treasury actually properly got ahead of them, Eric and Rona asked for special tickets. They actually go up to the counter and say, oh, do you guys have any wonderful tickets available? And they're like, oh, okay, guys. Thank you for plugging our sponsor. Here's a ticket onto the 715 train. Any special tickets? Yeah. A special ticket to accompany the special brew? I was going to say, having said that, I'm sure in Thailand, JK could have hooked them up with some special tickets. Yeah, it would have been a, it's a hemp train, I believe. And did you notice Perul still has a bandage on her arm from the archery? Her elbow must have really gotten hyperextended then. Well, it's not the hyperextension, it's the fact that when you pull back the, the bow, sometimes it grazes your arm and gives you, like, yeah. rope burn. Hmm. May not heal by the end of the season then. And once teams arrive in Bangyuangi, there is an hours of operation, which is 7 o'clock in the morning, and it has a sign-up board. But teams are treated to a hotel during the hours of operation. I should note that uh, Yvonne and Chloe, because they're first in the hours of operation, finally get to feel what it's like to be Louise and Treasury, who have had to experience hours of operation many, 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 many times. They are the Malaysian Louise and Treasury. 
for that one moment. And uh, Maggie and Perul say that there's a mandatory Filipino alliance. Um, I didn't know that that was an unwritten rule that if you have two or more Filipino teams in Amazing Race Asia, they had to automatically align. But apparently that even dates back to uh, to Mark and Robilson and Pamela and Vanessa, who were also a two-team Filipino alliance that made it to the final three of Amazing Race Asia too. They befriended each other at a mandatory world tour gig. I don't get the reference. It was a mandatory alliance. Oh, yeah. That's what you meant. Um, did Jess and Lani and the Richards ever align? Because they're both Filipino teams from Amazing Race Asia 4 as well, and they both made it to Final Four. don't remember them doing. Actually, it's funny. Jess and Lani have a lot of similarities to what happens with uh, Louisa and Treasury. Jess and Lani won three legs in a row, and then they were knocked out in fourth place. And then they have their... Oh, yeah, they had that uh, yield and U-turn back and forth with uh, Simple and Dunena. Or... Simple and Sunena, pardon me. Scratch that. Reverse it. Simple and Dunena. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> Simple and Dunena, Jesus. What are you going to be like when you land next Monday? It's going to be <laughs> hilarious. And Maggie and Peru look very excited for that 14-hour train, as in not excited at all. Although they don't get the best disappointment noises, because that 100% goes to Yvonne and Chloe when they realise the hike is going to take them two hours. Are you joking? My ankle. And also, I love that the special brew is supposed to be local coffee, but comes out of a machine anyway. Hey, the, co- the at least the coffee was... The, the beans are local. And it's funny when uh, Perul signs up for the hours of operation thing, she was, like, covering up her shirt, and I can't figure out why. Maybe uh, JK might join them on the trip as decoys, and we just st- sort of stood in the corner behind the gate, out of sight. Just just peeping on them. <laughs> um, and did you notice that Rona spelled her name with two A's? I didn't. Like on the sign-up board, it's, it looks like she wrote R-A-N-A. And now I've been, I feel like we've all been played for fools this entire season, or that in the Philippines they don't have the letter O or something. That's how she's used to writing it. So I don't know if we should start calling her Reina or what. Rana. Which, which Reina would make sense, because when they landed in Banyuwangi, they did say that there, it was drizzling outside, so maybe Reina would, or, yeah, maybe Reina was just making a pun. she just done a Reina dance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in fact, that was more likely Eric who did a Reina dance. He's a maniac, maniac. And what was with the secret of mana music when the clue opened up the next morning? It was like the temple music uh, that you hear... And a few of the temples from Secret of Mana, so I'm glad that they really that uh, they really brought up my uh, 90s nostalgia. Well, the late 2000s, as it's called in Canada. <laughs> yep. And the the coffee master um, really gets Yvonne Chloe enthusiastic about the coffee to the point where they're just like, Jesus Christ, give me the clue, please. <laughs> yeah, he was like telling them about his son that was on the badminton team and. Uh, um, how his, uh, how his, uh, oldest daughter was heading off to college, and then he was, uh, telling them about all the other, uh, coffee brews that he has available, and, you know, he, he's just, not too many people, uh, go into that, uh, coffee shop, I don't think, and he was really, he was really, he was really looking to entertain, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, he, he seemed lovely. Mm-hmm. Just a bit lonely. And, as luck would have it, his second customers for the day, uh, don't even drink coffee. That's that's how much he's struggling. Fourth. Oh, Eric, oh yeah, that's right. Eric and Rona were last into there. Um, so yeah, Eric and Rona go in there, 
and we find out they're Mormon and they don't drink coffee. Um, I also drink, don't drink coffee, but neither do I. I'm not, I'm not Mormon, and neither are you. No, I'm Catholic. Yeah, I drink hot chocolate instead. I didn't even know that Mormons have anti-coffee rule. I I know they're pro Jello, but I didn't I didn't know about the coffee thing. Yeah, it's all about artificial stimulants. I think mm. they can drink like Coke and things, but they, they just can't drink coffee. Wonder if the coffee master would have been like, "Oh, then screw you guys. I'm not going to give you your clue." Then it's like you guys are willing to drink uh, Carabao urine the uh, previous week, but you're not willing to drink a little bit of, of my coffee that I put blood, sweat, and tears into making. Is that what you guys are saying to me? Weren't blood, sweat, and tears the secret ingredients of the special brew last week? Along with the Carabao urine, yes, those were the secondary agre- ingredients. So it's uh, Yvonne and Chloe, then Perula and Maggie, then Louisa and Treasury, and then Eric and Rona. I should point out, before we move on, Treasury's exact words to the Coffee Master were, Remember us. We're going to be the winners of Amazing Race Asia Season 5. Believe that, homeboy. Or homebrew. <laughs> At that point, they are so blissfully unaware that the next clue said, Caution, yield ahead. And, you know, a yield is finally going to be used because it's the first one out of all three that they actually air on TV. So it is that teams have to hike their weight three kilometres to the top of Kawaijen and search for the next clue. Caution, yield ahead. I love how it's one of the least physically fit Final Fours ever in in Amazing Race history. And they just give them like the most grueling climb possible. Followed by one of the most physical roadblocks ever. Well, apparently that hike normally takes between 90 minutes and 2 hours to do. And every team did it in about 40 minutes. So they were really trying to hustle up there. Because they just show them walking. I'm thinking, what are they doing just walking? But but of course they didn't prepare for 2 hours of uphill marathon running. So uh, they, did, they did fairly well for themselves. Especially with Rona's four knee surgeries. And Chloe's hurt ankle. And then... Maggie and Perulo probably not a huge runners uh, at all. I did write down originally, Rona's going to love this hike. Yeah. And we're not disappointed. <laughs> I'm just taking a rest. <laughs> are you going to quit? Are you going to quit? <laughs> now when are you going to quit? Now when are you going to quit? <laughs> oh, if, I, if only I could uh, do an Eric impression. I can't, I can't feel my toes. I can't feel my toes. My toes are frozen. My hands are frozen. My tail is frozen. And why am I quoting that one puppy from the 101 Dalmatians? I don't know. <laughs> I'd love it if Corella DeVille walked in and was like, Are you going to quit? Are you going to quit? <laughs> <laughs> I'll kill a puppy if you don't. <laughs> Maggie and Perul, as well as uh, I think Yvonne and Chloe, are very guilty of using the word, of using the word literally. When they weren't actually literally doing what they were saying they were literally doing. So, like, Maggie, Maggie said she was she is literally dying, but I don't believe her for one second. Well, technically, we're all literally dying. Very slowly. Some faster than others. Unless you're Chris Traeger and you're going to live to be 150. Or Methuselah and you end up being, like, 950 years old or however the hell, hell he lived to be. Like, the only, only literally thing that would have worked is Yvonne saying that the... Sulfur and stuff smelled the worst. Uh, smelled literally worse than uh, Chloe's armpits. I thought that was quite the dig to take a Chloe on national TV, international TV actually, because they broadcast all over Asia, and then 
some random 20-something-year-old uh, Canadians and uh, Brits are uh, making fun of Chloe's armpits now. And uh, there are some Americans who watch as well. Some. Yeah. Not many, but there are some. Rona's family would be one? Probably, yes. I believe there's some viewers in Germany as well. Because <laughs> J- JK and Mike were talking on their radio show. They-, they get people to add them on WhatsApp. And they were talking about how they have a- an international uh, list of friends on there. So they've got like, people from Germany, they've got me. They haven't added me yet. Oh, they won't add you. I've not given them your number. Right. Um, yeah, I guess Germany really follows Amazing Race Asia when they're not too busy listening to David Hasselhoff. Who I believe still follows me on Twitter. David Hasselhoff follows you on Twitter? Yeah, we mentioned this a few weeks ago. I am followed by the Hoff on Twitter. Oh, yeah. You, you Does he hassle you? He doesn't, actually, surprisingly. Huh. But yeah, I, I may have warned them that they'll eventually get a Canadian adding them on their WhatsApp, but I haven't given them your number yet. And Louise and Treasury act as the role of plugging the sponsor yet again by welcoming the audience to wonderful Indonesia. They're really trying to make that the slogan for the country week after week after week after week, and they are just not giving up on it. No, they really aren't. But you know who I feel most sorry for? Tara Basro. Because <laughs> the most she gets to do is give half a yield explanation. I think she also got to explain half the U-turn and the fraction of the roadblock. I do like that they didn't give her or Wu face masks either. They were just like, screw you, you've got to breathe in the sulfur. The, or the, they like to say the swoofer. The swoofer. And uh, Yvonne and Chloe, chicken out of the yield, as they say. Here's the thing. They're not going to have a yield or a U-turn on the final leg. Not even Hammerox is that silly. So if you're going to use it, use it, for God's sake. Imagine if there is one on the final leg, though, and then Yvonne and Chloe just look like geniuses. What, being the only team left who can use it? Yeah, and there's both a yield and a U-turn, and so then they yield Eric and Rona for one task, and then Maggie and Perul for the other, and they take down that Filipino alliance. That is assuming that they're going to be ahead at any point in the next line. As long as it doesn't involve running. Yeah, something tells me that Chloe's leg might actually be a big factor in why they don't win. Yeah, um, let's see. And we get a roadblock. Well, first we get some wonderful schadenfreude from Louisa and Treasury, who say they're glad it's not a U-turn, because U-turns are much worse than yields. <laughs> yeah, yields... <it's, laughs> they're like, yeah, thank God it's just a yield, we can overcome that, no problem. And then they get the most... They get the unprecedented twist that hasn't happened in, I don't know, about 800 episodes of The Amazing Race internationally. The one time. The one time. <laughs> You have to feel so sorry for Louise and Treasury, but also, you have to know that the editors saw that clip and thought, hmm, this is going to be hilarious. Let's just leave it in. <laughs> and they throw it in the penultimate leg, too. Like, right before the end, it's like, let's throw in a twist that we know will, if the dominant team is slightly tra- trailing, there is almost no way that they're going to catch up. I love that they had the balls to do this sort of twist because I didn't think they'd put either a yield or a U-turn in the penultimate leg. But to put both in and then go basically, come at me bro. (laughs) I just love it. And we're going to get into this fairly soon about all the hate that has been going to using a yield and a U-turn and all the hate going towards producers for having a yield and a U-turn in the same leg. But I'm going to defend both because I love it. And by the way, the the roadblock was an ode to Richard and Joey. Crush it. Yeah, at least the roadblock was, who wants to crush it? And the answer is, almost invariably, the only man left. Yes. He's not a player, he just crushes a lot, as a Big Punisher would say. 
So in this roadblock, one team member must collect, smash, and pack 80 kilos worth of sulfur deposits to get their next clue. Please note, Louisa must do this roadblock. And Alan wears the coolest sunglasses but takes them off after two seconds. What up with that? Wound glasses. Swoon glasses. It were, the pun works on more on more levels than one. Well, Woo is almost certainly going to be our banner this week with his sort of fist pump as he introduced the pit stop. Still not sure why he did that, but it's kind of awesome. Because <laughs> it was a wonderful pit stop. So it's it's Yvonne, Perul, Eric, and Louisa doing this roadblock. And all four teams seem like they're really close together until Louisa and Treasury get yielded. But then the other three teams, though, seem like they're just within a couple minutes of each other after a two-hour hike. So I don't know how that works. I feel bad for the Cameron sound operator who had to keep up the whole time. I know. Having to do that but in reverse with, like, 40 pounds of equipment on your back. I wonder if they had, like, a bicycle or, like, a Segway they rode on. That would be awesome. They see me roll and they hate him. Patrolling and trying to catch me wide and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Um, anyways. I may or may not have watched that video at work this week because I had it in my head. And Maggie refers to Eric, where she's like, damn, son, the beast mode is on. And I'm thinking, I don't see Caleb from uh, from Big Brother and Survivor anywhere. Oh, you will this week when he is in the preview. Spoilers. And, uh, let's see, Yvonne uh, crushes her fingers during the roadblock and becomes all teary-eyed from the sulfur. Yvonne was so good at this roadblock. <laughs> yeah. It's like she was crushing her own fingers with the sulfur. That must have been painful. I'm not too proud to say that I laughed a lot at her just crawling up the hill towards the end. <laughs> My favourite part was when they were like, because you know how when they get to the scale, then there's that helper that lifts it onto the scale for them. And the one guy, because she was trying to help lifting it up, but the one guy not only lifts up the bag of sulfur, but he lifts Yvonne up by a couple of inches too. <laughs> Like, Yvonne would have ended up on the scale, too, if he didn't shake her off or something. And the fact the guy who handed him the clue said, You're strong! <laughs> he starts doing, like, bench presses or something, be like, This is just a light workout for me. So it is uh, Eric and Rona who leave in first, and teams must now find uh, Kesseman Glaga and search for the next clue. Caution, Wu turn ahead. Nobody was expecting that. No. If you predicted that that was going to be the twist for this, like something which I think I've mentioned that I wanted to see that twist so many times over the years, especially because of how the American version is like the least experimental version out of any version of the Mason race, and how they it's just so predictable the one that they'll just do like the two U turns each season, and even lately where they reduce the the amount of variation they do. And here we are, Amazing Race Asia, we get a fast-forward, three yields, and uh, two U-turns, and one of those legs, the penultimate one, having a yield and a U-turn. In the American version's defense, they have been trying to mess around with it slightly. Like we Not had... really. No, but in recent seasons, we've had stuff like the single U-turn reappearing for Logan and Chris, the pre-detour U-turn, which we'll get to. But there's, like, no salvage pass, no, no variation, they haven't... They've only been they've only gotten away from the speed bump once ever in the past seventeen seasons. Um, uh, there hasn't been anything other than a U-turn. Uh, fast forwards have essentially been discontinued. Just no, no nothing really there for uh, 
the American version of Amazing Race. No, I'll give them a lot of crap for keeping with the speed bump and resting on their laurels far too much, but they're not Amazing Race Canada in terms of resting on their laurels. Well, at least Amazing Race Canada expanded with the intersect or not the intersection, the the double battle. Yeah, but they also have never done a double battle that isn't sports related. They've done as many legs outside of the country as Amazing Race Asia has done this year. There's there's a lot to say about Amazing Race Canada that isn't exactly positive. True. And sadly, it doesn't look like they're going to change that much soon. Because of Canada's stupid 150th anniversary, it's just going to ruin everything. Well, not just that, it's because of the inherent xenophobia, but what can I say? Anyways, back to Amazing Race Asia. Um, For Indonesia. Yvonne said she was motivated by Louisa. So if Louisa was like, invisible or something then Yvonne could have been much further behind yeah they would have never done it yeah she would have never been lifted onto the scale by that helper <laughs> she would have got told that she's moderately strong not she's strong and then Peril jumps in that she is literally dying literally dying literally yes uh Perul and Maggie leave in second and Yvonne and Chloe leave in third and they then confirmed that they have a final three deal with Erica and Rona and Perula Maggie. What mildly amused me is that when teams were cheering on their teammates, they were all, it was all like slightly muffled because they were wearing those uh, masks from the sulfur. <laughs> so it was very much like Kenny from South Park with a whoa. I did like that every time Rona was cheering Eric on, she pulled the mask down, then cheered him on, and then put it back up again. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we realized that. Eric and Rona and Perul and Maggie have really established their own uh, their own catchphrase for cheering each other on, where Eric and Rona always refer to each other as my love, and then Maggie and Perul always say, babe, 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 as if they're Robin Kim from season 10 of The Amazing Race. When they do the Dragon Horse detour, it does turn into a sort of babe love-off. It does. Like, it was really excessive. I was getting pretty annoyed. I was ready to punch a Sodomo. I also noticed that uh, Perul and Maggie called... Um... Eric and Rona, auntie and uncle, at the coffee bean task. In Tagalog or in English? Well, I definitely heard them say uh, auntie Rona. Auntie Rona? What's up, my love? Nothing, babe. I don't know why Rona has such a Jamaican accent just now. Oh, man. I tried. Yeah, that's why I'm avoiding doing impressions of Eric, because I think I just cock it off and get mocked for it. You mean you can't do an accent that infuses Aussie, Kiwi, and Tongan all together? No. No, I'm not even going to try. Especially not with how bad my throat is at the moment. <laughs> so Louisa and Treasury are the last to leave, and they hope everyone has a heart and wouldn't dare to U-turn the strongest people in the race, and currently the 34th strongest team of all time. Yes, right after they praise the teams for having the courage to yield them. You can have the courage You can have the courage to do a yield, but just don't you dare U-turn them. Mainly because they breathed a sigh of relief when they realised it was a yield and not a U-turn. They'll, they'll settle for that. Yeah, they were so happy that it was a yield and not a U-turn. That ended well for them. And then uh, we get tre- Treasury piggybacking Louisa all the way down the mountain. Uh, even though it's funny, while Treasury is piggybacking Louisa, she praises her for being so strong while piggybacking her down a huge mountain. Down a mountain that'll take about 40 minutes to hike down. Yes. You're so strong, you're the strongest person I know when you're resting completely on my back. Anyway, should we talk about the- this illegal U-turn then? Illegal U-turn. Did you not see the shitstorm that happened on Twitter? Mm, not Twitter specifically, no. So many people were saying that this U-turn and yield was unfair. Someone said it was illegal because it appeared before the detour. 
Someone said it was rigged against Louisa and Treasury. I don't know. Having having five legs in Indonesia suggests otherwise that things are rigged against Louisa and Treasury. Yeah, I actually started arguing with someone on Twitter about this because someone did say that the U-turn was illegal. And I just pointed out to them that America's done it before. Technically, so has Philippines, Israel, Australia, every other country that's ever had a must-vote U-turn, so China as well. That's technically a U-turn before a detour. Hasn't Canada done a U-turn before the actual detour tasks? Don't think so. Not that I remember. No. No, I don't think it has. So, uh, let's see, the crowd, the Indonesian crowd cheers on Eric and Rona, but I don't think they would have cheered them on if they knew what was about to happen to their nation's heroes. When Louisa and Treasury got to the U-turn board, I actually thought they hadn't noticed it and just ran past it. Yeah, that's what the edit suggested when they ran past it in slow motion, but they were just so shocked that they couldn't even acknowledge it. No, they were heartbroken. But anyway, back to the U-turn. It is not illegal, it is not wrong, it is a part of the game. They deliberately saved their U-turn and yield powers to make sure that if the opportunity arose towards the end of the game to guarantee Louisa and Treasury their biggest threats would go, they obviously did it. Don't give them hate, because it's part of the game. And Louise and Treasury, by what has been shown in the edit repeatedly, you know, I always say that Amazing Race, a huge part of it is a social game with the other teams to help each other out along the way. And not only did Louise and Treasury not really have any working relationships during the season, but they isolated themselves enough that there was nobody to protect them from the yield or the U-turn. But above everything else, Rona told a story on their winner's chat, on Facebook yesterday, where she said that after the leg, uh, Louisa and Treasury came up to the van where Corona were being taken away for their pit stop and said, go win this for us. They didn't have any hard feelings about it because they sort of knew it was going to happen and they just said to Eric and Rona, go win it for us. For them? Yeah. So an Eric and Rona victory will be a Louisa and Treasury victory? They will be doing it for the Philippines and for Indonesia. Wonderful Indonesia. In the same way that the Volta Mussolini's tried to claim every single country and place under the sun as being them, Eric and Rona can now claim Indonesia as well. Fact. Huh. So yeah, Louisa and Treasury do get U-turned and become the first team ever to get both yielded and U-turned in the same leg of the race. Do you know how badass it would have been if they survived this round? They were close. They were close. That's what Alan said anyway, saying that the three teams just checked in. But we're jumping ahead a bit. Yeah, I think there was only about five minutes in it. They were very, very close to somehow overcoming both a yield and a U-turn. Especially with how the detour was designed, I bet you if it wasn't limited stations, they survived. Probably. Because that was the one issue I had with the design for this leg, is that, yeah, it's, I mean, now it's like, it seems like it's 50-50 whether uh, U-turns appear before a detour now. But, uh, but with this, this was just cruel when there's only four teams left to have just two stations for each detour just because you can yield somebody you turn somebody and then have two teams just intentionally stall at the one task so that louise and treasury would have had no chance of catching up to yvonne and chloe if megan Carul and eric and rona really figured things out it was pa Carul and maggie <laughs> yes so the detour which was dragon horse or human bull and in Dragon Horse, teams must decorate a horse for a traditional wedding procession, sadly not featuring Travis and Nicole, and then ride as part of the procession to the bride and groom, who will give them their next clue. And in Human Bull, teams must transfer right across the paddy into a basket at the other end. However, locals dressed as bulls will try and stop them any way possible. 
when the basket is full, they receive the next clue. That seemed to really racist the human ball task. I think that's the first time that I've ever seen the Amazing Race have locals dressed up in blackface. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was thinking that maybe next detour they would have the jazz singer or something like that, just to keep the awkwardness going. Did you hear why Eric and Rona didn't do uh, human ball? Because um, Rona's had four knee surgeries? Even better. It's because Eric said that he would have been fine with it, because obviously he plays rugby, it's kind of what he does, mm-hmm. but he would not have liked to see his wife get tackled, basically, by them, and would have gone sick of them. He would have turned into the, the Incredible Mormon Hulk. Yeah, he would have turned into the Incredible Mormon Hulk, which he actually said himself. So they had to choose Dragon Horse, really. Ha- uh, ha- I propose a new hashtag. Hashtag Incredible Mormon Hulk. I feel like that could be a new comic. Well, to be fair, Justin Trudeau has appeared on the front of a Marvel comic. Anything is possible. Yes. I can't exactly remember why they put him on the front of a comic, but they did. Oh, Justin Trudeau. And uh, there's only two stations, for Dragon Horse at least, so Yvonne and Chloe have to switch to Bull. And what could possibly go wrong? And I don't think there's ever been... Has there been limited stations with four teams left? There has, actually, because I know the very first limited stations detour was at four teams left, and that was Spain with Dustin and Candice. That's right. That was when they got screwed over because of the mark for elimination. Oh, no, no, no. That was the leg before. That was the that was with the um, Wars is that? I can't remember exactly what the detour was, but I know for a fact that the there was a final four detour in Amazing Race 10 that was limited stations. Yeah, I think that was the Wars is that detour thing where they were at the not the not the clay making, but the other the other uh, task there, where they had to just sit and wait because it was Tyler and James and Lynn and Carlin that were ahead of them. I think it might have been three stations at each detail for that one, so I think the other three teams were already there. Right, that makes sense. And Chloe's ankle hurts in angles. Chloe's ankle hurts with Kurt Angle. You're just trying to come up with new tongue twisters. <laughs> yes. And what was with the slow motion effect when Louise and Treasury ran by the U-turn board? I still haven't figured that out. No, I don't know either, because it did just make it look like they'd completely missed it and uh, uh, they were going to get a penalty of some description. So whenever they do slow motion on the Amazing Race, that means a blunder has happened. Yeah, we're we're sort of predispositioned to think that they've made a blunder. Uh, And Louisa and Treasury start a chant of Indonesia, Indonesia, Indonesia. (laughs) That's the most Amazing Race Asia thing I've ever heard in my life. I think we should probably talk about this next week, but where do you see Amazing Race Asia 6 going? Because obviously we're going to get an Amazing Race Asia 6 now. Hopefully another country steps up and sponsors it, because it'd be tough to do another five rounds of uh, Indonesia. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to get another five rounds of Indonesia, because I think they'd probably say, look, we'll start and end in Indonesia, but we're not doing five. Like, that's what I want Amazing Race Canada to do. Like, not, not eight or nine legs, of the, or eight legs each season, like Amazing Race Canada's been doing since the beginning. At least with Amazing Race Asia, they only did half the season. And at least they went to very different places each time with very different types of tasks. Well, it's, it's ridiculous when you think that Amazing Race Asia 5 has done as many countries as Amazing Race Canada has done in four seasons. Yep. That's insane, is all I have to say. It's mm-hmm. insane that Amazing Race Canada has rested on its laurels so much that a franchise that has been off the air for six years is still kicking its ass. Even with a premiere like that, where they do the worst twist ever, apart from the Express Passes. I'm very glad we haven't had Express Passes in Amazing Race Asia, so Wu, if you're listening, please make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, they, well, yeah, I'm glad there's no Express Passes this season either. I think that's part of the reason why I love Amazing Race Asia 5 so much, the fact that they've 
done everything we want them to do apart from a start line elimination. Yeah, and they experimented with a twist that I've been wanting to see play out for years and years and years. So in summary, Amazing Race Asia 5, you're going to get a glowing report next week. Yes, very much so. I'm. It's, it's definitely been the best season of 2016. Which is arguably a low bar. but It, it is I, a very low bar. <laughs> I would argue that it is one of the best seasons of probably the past five years. Yeah, I think it's the best one since uh, season 25 would be the would probably be what I would say right now. Um, anyways, with Rona, um, I love how we're one quote while during the horse, dragon horse task <laughs> was to say, just squeeze it, my love. You spoiled my joke because there is a great <laughs> exchange there where we have, just squeeze it, love. And uh, the response is, I'll kill the horse. <laughs> oh, Brian and Cynthia references. Um, great so, star, Yeah. And then... I don't think we've really seen this uh, ever on The Amazing Race, but Chloe gets so frustrated that we get an aired WTF <laughs> on an episode of The Amazing Race. I love how they're just shameless with just allowing teams to uh, dropping F-bombs each episode, because usually they censor that quite a bit and will limit it to a couple cases each season, but they're showing how the teams really talk on a week-to-week basis. It's much more natural. Apparently they yeah. cut out a lot of JK swearing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at least they've kept way they've kept way more of it in than we would see definitely in the American version or the Canadian version. Canadian version, they really try to make it super family friendly. At least with the Mason Race Asia, they're like, "Yep, these are adults that are playing the race." Yeah, apparently JK's a massive potty man. Yes, genuinely, he he actually admitted that he that a lot of his f bombs were cut out of the show, especially last week. And Louisa hits that one human bowl really hard. Like, she was getting angry with him. If we could have uh, GIFs as banners, Louisa hitting the bowl would have been the banner this week. But I just couldn't get a good enough shot of it. Like, she was, she was, like, I watched UFC 206 last night, right before I watched this episode. And I think Louisa could consider a career in mixed martial arts. I think she could join 1FC based out of Singapore. She was very, very angry with him. Yeah. Stop it! No, no, no! <laughs> and Chloe's poor ankle. Oh my god. <laughs> you know how um, there's the infamous stories of, like, Amy off of Maya having two broken ankles and running the last six legs on them and that sort of thing? Mm-hmm. I would not be shocked if Chloe has that bad of an injury. Her ankle's probably broken in some capacity. Well, yeah, full hike up and down a mountain and then running through shallow water that's the last two things I would do with uh, an injured ankle. They're going to be screwed next week. They are. They're the only team I'm ruling out of winning officially because they can't win. No, and they haven't really been a part of any of the major storylines either. So there's no way. It's still definitely Maggie and Perule winning with a side of Eric and Rona. Like a one percent chance that's Eric and Rona. But we didn't get any inspirational stuff from Perule and Maggie this week. We didn't really from Eric and Rona either. It was mainly just to serenade. Louise and Treasury's dominance and nearly surviving a yield and a U-turn and a limited station's uh, roadblock on top of that. Detail. I mean, like the roadblock, not the roadblock roadblock, but a roadblock in terms of having to wait until somebody finished. And then Eric getting freaking out about the, his saying, it's a simple freaking knot, man. Which detail would you have chosen? Oh, I think I would have chosen the running through the water uh, with the rice. I think I would have as well. Because of I'm just a, I'm a well just because of all the running that I do and uh, spend quite a bit of time at the beach as well so I would have been I would have been comfortable with running through the water like that 
and I probably would have gotten really aggressive with the balls as well. I think I would have picked it more because there is no way that the attention to detail would have been good enough to be able to do the horse one. It takes a lot of concentration. That's true. I lo- oh, and Louisa Trump taunting the one bowl with their dirty socks. Dirty <laughs> socks, dirty tragic. socks. <laughs> that might have been my favourite part of the episode. I really enjoy Louisa and Treasury. For a dominant team, they are spectacularly fun. I also enjoyed that um, Maggie apologises to the horse. I'm so yeah. sorry. She's basically Canadian. Yeah. Um, and then Eric and Rona finish the task, and because of how much they love coffee, they get to go to a coffee factory. This leg was just wall-to-wall troll Eric and Rona, and I love it. Trolling everybody. You troll Chloe's ankle, you troll Louise and Treasury. No, th- think about it. You have the first route marker be you go to taste some local coffee and get your next clue. Then we have hike up a mountain. Then we have a detour task that in- potentially involves getting tackled by uh, by random men in blackface. Then they have to go to a coffee factory. This is just wall-to-wall Eric and Rona getting trolled, and it's hilarious. And Alan... Tech quizzes Tara on her English. <laughs> Did you notice this? He's like, when he's explaining the, the coffee task and he pushes the bag over, he's like, and teams will have to spell out this word, this phrase. And what does it say? Pit stop. <laughs> Very good, Tara. <laughs> Just pats her on the head. <laughs> that's, that was probably edited out, but I'm sure that's what happened. But the fact that he's like, and what is the, what is, like, she's in, like, the freaking first or second grade or something. And again, Tarek, can you help me with what, the, what, what these two words are? I also had wrote, wrote down, um, I'm not sure Wu thinks that Tara can spell. <laughs> It'd be funny if she struggled and Alan's like, sound it out. Well, it's a real shame that uh, it seems that, te- that teams worked out it was pit stop quickly, because I wanted to see people try and mangle whatever the two words were. I don't think they got told what the two words were. And I wish that the coffee beans were a bit harder to spot, because I think if they were a bit harder to spot, then Louise and Treasury survived this round. A bit harder to spot? I would have had no chance. I know, but I mean, like, for people that aren't colorblind, Michael. They weren't exactly the easiest things in the world for anyone to see, even if they weren't colorblind. So yeah, teams must now find the Calibendo Coffee Factory and search a 30 kilogram bag of coffee beans, which we makes look like nothing, for seven coloured beans with letters on, spelling out two words, pit stop. Once they spell the correct words, they receive the next clue. And Yvonne and Chloe finish the detour in second, and it's not a rice moustache, it's rice whiskers. She's just hitting puberty. Yeah, she needs to have a rice shave. <laughs> Alex and Will can teach you all about things to do with rice. I thought you were going to say Alex and Will can teach her about things to do with shaving. I was going to say, do you know something I don't? (laughs) That's true, too. Um, Let's see. Maggie and Perul and Eric and Rona use Tagalog in front of Yvonne and Chloe, so Yvonne and Chloe aren't as part of the alliance as much as they thought they were. Yeah, Yvonne and Chloe definitely know who the, uh, the power duo of teams is here. And Yvonne says that she's clueless, so I was waiting for Alicia Silverstone... Uh, to appear. And the most offensive part of the episode to me was Louisa and Treasury saying they played fair because they didn't use the yield or the U-turn. It is not playing fair to not use the tools of the game to advance yourself. Only complain of production, not the other teams. 
In fact, don't complain to production because production were right to try this. Mm-hmm. Somebody, I'm glad so at least somebody out there tried this twist. Arguably, they maybe shouldn't have done it on the last leg, but. I really wish Last Leg was an elimination and Louise and Treasury finished in last, so they would have had, they would have been yielded, U turned, and speed bumped. And still survived it. And still, Yvonne and Chloe come in last. As opposed to Eric, who comes in first. He always comes in first. I'm sure he does, Logan. <laughs> and Eric and Rona find the first bean and tell Perul and Maggie what colour it is, which basically excludes Yvonne and Chloe. Yeah, like Yvonne and Chloe are probably really rethinking their lives. They're like, oh man, yeah, I have a feeling this finale might be two versus one against us. To be fair, they had no effect whatsoever on the end of the episode, thanks to the fact they didn't use the yield or the e-turn. Right. And then uh, Chloe limps her way to the uh, throughout the coffee task, and they finish the task in third, even before Louise and Treasury show up. But yet it was still said that it was like a close showdown, because Louise and Treasury, I guess, must have done the task quickly. And Maggie and Parole get lost during the taxi ride on the way to the pit stop, which means instead of them finishing first for the first time all season, it's Eric and Rona. Yay! And we get Rona tears. Lots of Rona tears. Have you seen the full version of their check-in? No, I haven't. It's adorable. Because Wu says, um, on this ninth leg of The Amazing Race Asia, I'm pleased to say you're team number one, and Rona just starts bawling. And Eric's like, are you serious? You're not joking with us. You're not allowed to joke with us, are you? <laughs> He's like, no, go screw yourselves. You're last. Ah, suck it. You're eliminated. Bye. They're like, actually, no, Louise and Treasury came here in first. <laughs> so yeah, teams have to find Pendopo Ramian, the pit stop for this leg of the race. The last team to check in will be eliminated. Fist pump. Fist pump. And uh, Maggie and Perul come in second. Yep, and they're underestimated, apparently. And Perul's face. What was that reaction? She was, like, in pain or something, but it would hold, it, the camera, like, go, uses it in slow motion for, like, five seconds. I think she was probably disappointed they didn't win a leg when they left quite far ahead of Eric and Rona. They were probably a couple of minutes ahead of Eric and Rona. And Yvonne and Chloe say they're ready to pass out as they finish in third. Uh, and it, it is quite mean for production to make them run all the way to the pit stop, especially when Wu starts talking about one more leg, which is one more working leg than they currently have. Yeah. You know what would have been hilarious is if Alan Tazer or El- Alan, Alan, and and Tara, Alan and Tara pick up the pit stop mat when Yvonne and Chloe show up and just run away with it and just keep running until uh, Yvonne and Chloe eventually catch up, just so Chloe's ankle hurts that much more. And Alan's like, hey, it's another moving pit stop, guys, didn't you know? What they should do is have the uh, pit stop at the end of a conveyor belt <laughs> and have teams have to run against the conveyor belt to check in. Amazing Race uh, 29, take notes. Oh, they already filmed Amazing Race 29, so screw that. Amazing Race Asia 6, because that's going to be the next good season. Yeah, it'll be the same conveyor belts used near the end of Super Mario RPG. And the last team to check in is Louisa and Treasury, who are eliminated. But on the plus side, they do remember that Tara Bazo exists. Yes, because they give her a hug. Tara didn't give them a hug. Louisa and Treasury gave her a hug. They took a hug. <laughs> and... One of the most impressive all-female teams kind of went downhill near the end of the season. They weren't quite as dominant, still did very well, and become the very first team to be yielded and you turned out of the race. It's quite impressive to remember that up until about halfway through this season, they were on track to be the best team of all time. Of all time. They went rapidly downhill, but they were very, very close to beating Mark and Revilson. 
Yeah. Like last week, like they, it seemed like they were going to be on the up and recovered. I mean, if it wasn't for editing and me predicting that they were going to be U-turned out of the race this week, I didn't predict they'd be U-turned and yielded out of the race. But the fact that they made this like competitive, despite being double whammied, is extremely impressive. They have the the equal 37th best average of any team ever, equal to Tammy and Victor. They are the third highest placing team to ever get eliminated. Before before the final three? Yeah. Who are the other two? Um, there is one from China too, and, uh, one, and John and Murray from Australia. Oh, right. Those guys. John and Murray? John and Murray, who are 2.17. So that that is an insane legacy. It is. I'm just trying to see what place they are in female teams. Probably behind Aline Megan and Stefan Kristen and Valerie Bodana. Yeah, I think they're the fourth highest placing all-female team. I can't believe I was able to name off the top three all-female teams like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm quite impressed you were. In the right order as well. Natalie and Megan, Stefan Kristen, Valerie Bogdana. So yeah, a massive loss to the season in terms of talent, I suppose. I predicted it, though. You did. Well done, you. And unless the edit takes a huge, just really try to fool us, Maggie and Perul are going to be winning the first and most important leg next week, especially in a season where there's no real... No real prize giveaways. No, I, I was quite surprised they didn't give anything to Eric and Rona for winning the ninth leg. When they have a limited amount of prizes per season, they do usually give one out on the penultimate leg. Not this time. Psych. So next time, the final three teams race, climb, sail, and carry, and one of them will win the Amazing Race Asia, the most wonderful race these countries have ever seen, and the 100,000 US dollars that goes with it. And it won't be Yvonne and Chloe winning. No, it's going to be a Filipino team. And I, I'm still leaning towards Perul and Maggie, but I'd like to see Eric and Rona win just because I think they're adorable. Maybe the third Filipino team to win. The Philippines is so good at this that they had their own version. That's true. They've done two seasons? Yeah, two seasons. They also experimented with a uh, an interesting yield format because they had a mid-roadblock yield. Oh, that's actually interesting. Yeah, if I remember correctly, it was to basically climb up a climbing wall and there was a platform halfway up that had the yield board on it. No, that's actually really creative for a task. Yeah. Anyways, unfortunately, with Lee's and Treasury being eliminated in fourth, the Indonesian team that has made it the furthest out of anybody from <laughs> Indonesia in Amazing Race Asia history is Hussein. Dear God, Hussein. Hussein still gets to keep his title. Were Treasury and Louise uh, the ones who slagged off Hussein and Natasha? Yes, they were the ones that said, we want to beat Hussein and Natasha's uh, record. And I, everyone was rooting for them to topple Hussein just because Hussein is just... Ugh, Hussein might be one of the most frustrating racers ever. But if it wasn't for a yield and a U-turn, uh, Hussein would have been knocked off his stupid wobbly pedestal. Hussein is your Gino and Jesse. Uh, Hussein's a lot of my thing. I'm sure he is. So I think we're pretty much agreeing that Perul and Maggie are going to be winning. Yeah. And Yvonne and Chloe are not. In fact, the better prediction, how many words will Tara Basro say? Oh, we could actually do a word count with her. Yeah, this will be a fun challenge. 22. No, 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 I'll go higher. You can go higher or lower once I submit my guess. 37. Lower. I think it's going to be somewhere in the region of about 18. Because she she hasn't got many tasks to explain next week, I don't think. Or many tasks to let her explain, more importantly. Right. So, thank you for listening to this Your Team Number podcast. You can join us next Sunday to recap the finale. I'm so sad that it's already ending. If you've got any questions, feel free to contact us on our Facebook page, RLTTV Warriors, on our Twitter account, RCV Warriors, our own Twitter pages, MJ Helms, me, 
and Logue Superquacky for Logan. See you next week. Peace out and chill till the next episode. And as it happens, I will see you next week. Oh yeah, Jesus. If you walk up, how long? Maybe two hours. Oh, seriously? It's not long enough. Just, just squeeze it, love. I'll kill the horse. Don't kill the horse. <laughs>